Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 15. Um, this one is a, uh, a solo one, uh, back to the original formula, because um, uh, you know, schedules, whatever, so, um, but I, you know, I've got, we have news for you, we also have uh Lightning and Stars game coverage, as well as uh, the Blues and the Canucks uh, game coverage, as well. Um, during the first intermission, I'm just gonna, you know, get these uh, the news out of the way um, and uh, record as I go, because uh, I'm gonna be if I wait till the very end of, uh, of this Blues versus Canucks game to do everything, I'm gonna be up till midnight, <laughs> and I gotta go to work tomorrow. So, uh, without further ado. Let's dive right in. First off, um, thoughts go out um, throughout the 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 very um, big um, feeling of the loss of Kobe Bryant has been felt not only in the in the basketball universe, not only just in the sports universe. But in a much bigger way, um, and I was still kind of, even though I'm not a fan of basketball, and even in the slightest for the most part, I mean, I have the appreciation of uh, the history of the sport, but I don't follow it, you know, because I don't really take, you know, I don't really care about it. But with that said, uh, nothing to take, not to take anything away from it, because it's, it's very tragic. Um, uh, just especially the way that it happened and how it could have been prevented. Um, thoughts go out to Kobe Bryant, uh, his family, as Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and uh, about seven other people, uh, on the helicopter that they were all riding, uh, in California crashed, uh, yesterday of this recording, which was Sunday, uh, the 26th. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what, what else to really say other than is tragic loss. Um, and once again, it it could have, and and reports came out that it could have very well been prevented. Um, from what I understand, there's a lot of fog in the area and, um, they weren't actually supposed to fly at that time because of that, which it's a shameful thing that that could have been prevented, which uh, in the hockey space to make it, you know, an a example where things could have been prevented and not to say not to take anything away from Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant is more than just a basketball player. And he's and he was really, you know, going striving toward uh, a life outside of basketball and becoming like a philanthropist and uh, uh, many other uh, things, including um, doing just work in like film and stuff like that Um, and just giving back and really being an inspiring figure for many. Um, But in the comparison to the hockey world, um, back I believe it was in 2011, somewhere around that time, uh, where the plane full of uh, hockey players in Russia uh, went down, and it turned out that it was because uh, because uh, circumstances that could have been prevented, that they could have you know not all lost their lives that day, and same thing goes to Kobe Bryant, um, had they just not flown when they went weren't supposed to not say that Kobe Bryant, you know, is at fault. It's the pilot of that. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have flown in those conditions, but, um, it is what it is. And it's just a sad loss. Uh, and once again, thoughts go out to everyone has, uh, had a loss, um, because of this, not only just, um, Kobe Bryant, his family as a, him and his daughter uh, passed in the crash, but also the seven other individuals that were uh, killed in that crash as well. 
but to uh, come from the really uh, grim beginning of this, let's uh, get a little uh, get a little bit you know not so gr- grim here. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have recalled uh, Ford Tyler Gaudet from the Toronto uh, Toronto Marlies. Uh, some more depth for the forward uh, forward group. Uh, the Oilers have recalled defenseman Matt Benning uh, from the Bakersfield uh, Condors. Uh, as he was currently serving uh, a long uh, a long term injured reserve conditioning loan um, just to get his game going, uh, and he uh, played. Uh, he only got one assist in his last uh, three AHL games, so I mean, not too bad. Um, round out that that uh, D depth for the Oilers. Uh, Martin Furk uh, of the Ontario Reign in the uh, Ed- in the American Hockey League, as the American Hockey League just had their All Stars Skill Competition. I think it was about yesterday, if not yesterday, the day before that. Uh, set a new hardest shot record, not just in. The <coughs> Goodness, not in the AHL, not just in the AHL, but just overall, at least at the very least, in the North American leagues, um, hardest shot record. Because uh, currently the the hardest shot record was was uh, Zdeno Chara. It was a hundred and eight point eight. This guy, who's shorter than uh, Zdeno Chara, managed to. Uh, produce a 109.2 mile an hour slap shot. Goodness gracious. Like, I don't even think I've even driven that fast. Let alone slapped a, a puck that that fast. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, 109.2 miles an hour. Whew. Um, guess the NHLers got some, uh, has some work to do. Got their work cut out for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have re-signed forward Eric Robertson, uh, Robinson to a two-year, $1.95 million contract extension with an average joining value of 9.75. Just rounding out their forward depth there. Uh, Blues, forward def- uh, Blues forward Mackenzie McEachern is out uh, tonight and probably for a couple of games. I uh, didn't really specify how many games uh, with a lower body injury, um, which is which is all right. We had the depth and uh, forward Troy Brower has been placed and cleared through waivers uh, to the San Antonio Rampage in the AHL. Uh, however, uh, Doug Armstrong is giving Brower uh, a week to mull it over uh, on whether or not he wants to just report to the uh, the Rampage or if he wants to uh, uh, maybe potentially retire. Um because he uh, was planning to, apparently he was planning to move his family to St. Louis, um, which uh, him being in San Antonio would probably mean that. Uh, well, first off, it probably number one it spells the return of Sam, uh, Sammy Blay coming soon, uh, as he's been out for quite some time with a wrist injury, um, as he had to get his uh, wrist surgically surgically repaired. Um, and Brower was a depth piece because of uh, and signed uh, off of a PTO because of that. Uh, and since he's getting sent down, that that means his uh, return is imminent. And with his return imminent, that I don't foresee Brower uh, coming back uh, unless another substantial injury, at least on the caliber of Sammy Blay, uh, or like a depth piece like that. Even though Blay isn't really a uh, a bottom six forward anymore, really. He's kind of t- he's been filling a lot of top six role, or at least top nine, uh, as of late. Uh, especially with Tarasenko being out um, after only playing like ten games this year. Um, but um, yeah, wh- whatever Brower does, uh, he's he's served this franchise well. Not in just in this time of uh, him being around, e- even in just the limited capacity that he has served. For us, but also in the previous tenure, whenever he uh, was the guy that helped uh, the downward spiral of the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, he'll forever be a, a a fan favorite for the Blues for that uh, goal that really just sent Chicago in a downward spiral, and I appreciate that. Um, so hopefully, whatever he does, I mean, 
whatever he does is going to be the best for him, and whatever he does, you know, good for him. Uh, I'll uh, be happy for him. And uh, talking about teams in AHL, the AHL, and uh, teams alike, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are not an AHL team. However, they are in talks uh, to potentially purchase a uh, AHL team and move them to Vegas to uh, be their new AHL affiliate. So, the t- the, the, the the little tack, little uh, portion of that sentence, not uh, bringing in a expansion like Seattle or bringing in an existing team, but moving them up to the AHL like Colorado did with the Eagles, because um, their former uh, affiliate was the San Antonio Rampage, but since they brought the Eagles in to the AHL that opened it up for the Blues. The Blues then moved from the Chicago Wolves, uh, who then uh, also shared uh, the Wolves with Ve- Vegas because Vegas' affiliate is the Wolves, uh, moved to San Antonio, and now Vegas has the Wolves to themselves. Now, do I foresee the Chicago Wolves moving? Hell no. I don't foresee them moving. I don't know who the hell you'd move. Uh, any AHL to Vegas, but I understand why they want to move them because whenever you want to send someone to the a uh, to the AHL, you for Vegas you got to go and move them from Nevada to Illinois, and that's that could get number one expensive and number two all that jet lag that you're gonna have your players on, so you want to have it you no know, close, but we'll. Uh, We'll see how that goes out for them, but um, a team said that uh, they are in talks with multiple AHL owners, but nothing has been presented to the AHL, uh, and it isn't expected to be completed in time for next season. So, um, I w- if there's anything to come out of that, I would imagine that um, it would um, take place probably the same year that... Um, and probably just a complete realignment of the AHL's comp, uh, the uh, divisions when uh, Seattle comes in because then there'll be 32 teams in the uh, AHL at that time. So um, we'll see how that plays out for them. But, uh, but yeah, that's the news portion of this here uh, uh, podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's dive into uh, the... Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Dallas Stars. All right, so diving into Lightning versus Stars here. Um, first off, uh, to continue with the uh, the uh, remor- memorial of uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, the Dallas Stars honored Kobe Bryant uh, with a moment of silence before their anthem. And they even um, with their little star that they skate through when they go uh, enter for the anthem before the anthem. Uh, they colored it in Lakers colors. So uh, it was a really good uh, touch for the uh, Dallas Stars, even in uh, the building that's, uh, you know, houses the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mavericks uh, who are their, their one of the rivals, uh, but still a uh, class act. Uh, classy move from Dallas Stars organization for doing that. Um, and the Blues and Canucks did the uh, a uh, tribute as well, but we'll get into that when we uh, break down Blues and Canucks. Uh, first off, uh, Dal- uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 29-15-4 is the record coming to this game. Uh, Dallas Stars, 27-17-4 uh, coming into this game. And a uh, tidbit of information, uh, Andre Veselovsky, Enters this game with a 10-game win streak, uh, which from, I believe, the stats were from December 23rd, uh, as no, uh, first uh, in between goalies uh, for the uh, NHL so far uh, from that point. Uh, and I didn't grab that stat. Um, but so first off, uh, first period, Dallas Stars come out fast and early. Um, putting shots on uh, Vasilevsky, um, but 
the theme, at least for the first half of the game, not necessarily just the first period, but just the first half of the game, is that the stars were limited to the the uh, the boards, like playing, doing a lot of board play. There's not a lot of like neutral zone. Yeah, that's one thing for them. They can they're actually getting in the middle of the zone, but when it comes to actually in the O zone itself, they were getting a lot of board play. They aren't. Um, getting in the middle and I'll harp it again in the second period as I've been harping on like damn near every game I've been covering on this podcast on the YouTube channel no one seems to get get to the damn paint get to the motherfucking paint I understand you know it's hard to you know get in those areas but you got to get in those areas goodness gracious uh but 617 uh Cedric Paquette uh trips Jason Dickinson uh as you send the stars on their first power play of the game uh and then not too far after um Johnson, I don't remember his first name. I apologize. Tyler Johnson, there is. Uh, trips Andrew Cogliano at 10.56 to send the Stars on their second power play of the game, and they don't score on that. And uh, it was also noted that uh, Rupe Hintz, uh, after playing only 20 seconds into his first shift of the game, uh, went to the Stars locker room, and I uh, apparently, from what I gather... As I'm looking this up to verify, yeah, he never returned uh, to the game. Um, more news to come at this point. Uh, I'd imagine he had some sort of injury uh, for him to come out uh, so early in the game, um, especially only 20 seconds in. But uh, but hopefully he's okay. And uh, if he gets injured, uh, we'll probably most definitely cover that in the next episode. Uh, or at the very least, if I come to find it by the time that I get to the Blues and Canucks, then I'll I'll add it in here. Um, but yeah, and then Matias Yanmar cooks uh, Carter Verhage. If I pronounce his last name right, there's a lot of vowels in there. <laughs> at 1642 to send the uh, bol- uh, yeah the bolts on their first power play of the game. But then uh, Nikita Kucherov hooks uh, Blake Como. And uh, he takes a nasty fall. Uh, and his neck kind of bent a certain uh, a way that was kind of uh, scary. Uh, but uh, luckily he was okay at 17.32. And then uh, Joe Pavelski hooks uh, Alex Killorn at 19.19. Uh, no scoring happened in the first period. Shots 11-9 in favor of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Second, second period. Uh, once again, the Stars come out fast and early. Uh, a lot of pucks going wide for the Stars. Uh, and then Vasilevsky were, uh, was snuffing out any chances for rebounds against the Stars. Uh, and then Pat Maroon uh, trips John Klinberg at 10.52 to send the Stars in the power play. Uh, and on that power play, once again, Bolts uh, were for- forcing the Stars to play along the boards, protecting the middle of the ice very well, as well as allowing uh, Vasilevsky to see the puck well. So that's why he's stopping everything that comes anywhere near that that uh that uh net uh snuffing that uh those rebounds and once again stars were needing to get to the damn paint uh when all means necessary uh and then uh at thirteen forty one uh Steven Stamkos uh gets the Tampa Bay Lightning on the board via tip in uh with uh Nikita Kucherov and Jan Ruda getting the assist. And then uh, Corey Perry doing Corey Perry things gets uh, goalie interference at 15-11. Uh, but thankfully, uh, Dennis uh, Gurionov uh, ties the game at 17-49 with Tyler Sagan and Essa Lindell getting the assist, uh, taking you to the third period tied 1-1. Shots 13-6 in favor of the Dallas Stars. Third period, uh, Jamie Benn, our Lord and Savior Jamie Benn for the Dallas Stars, uh, gives the Stars the lead. Off of a breakaway, beautiful breakaway, at 9.06 with Blake Como getting the lone assist on that one. 
Uh, and Joe Pavelski trips uh, Kevin Shattenkirk at 15-12. And then Steven Stamkos gets a second of the night and ties the game at 18-34 with Victor Hedman and Nikita Kucherov getting the assist. Ending regulation tied to two. Shots 8-8 eight, eight apiece. Uh, overtime, uh, Tyler Sagan had a breakaway chance, but uh, Andre Veselovsky, uh seals it off by wrapping his legs around the, uh, the goal post, sealing anything off, everything off. Uh, from any rebounds. Very good rebound control by Vasilevsky in this game, for sure. Uh, and not to take anything away from Ben Bishop, because Ben Bishop played absolutely well in this game, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Good to see. And the Stars are getting shots, but they aren't uh, cracking Vasilevsky. And uh, we might be talking some... Uh, Looks like we might be talking injuries in the Blues and Canucks game. Goodness. I uh, hope that's not the case. Um, but in uh, Mira Heiskanen gets a great chance uh, through a good screen, too. And Vasilevsky didn't see the shot. He had his. He just happened to have his glove at the right place at the right time and saves it. It was going to get top cheddar in the corner. But uh, Vasilevsky got the, the glove and saved it. But it, it was to, uh, all that effort was to no avail as uh, Jimmy Ben wraps the puck around uh, Andre Vasilevsky's right pad and wins it for the Dallas Stars in overtime at 2.07, unassisted. As I double-checked that, unassisted for sure. Uh, 2.07, uh, ending overtime, shots 5 nothing in favor of the Dallas Stars. Total shots 35-25 in favor of the Dallas Stars. Uh, both the Lightning and Stars power plays went 0 for 4. PKs went 4 for 4. Your final score, 3-2 in overtime for the Dallas Stars. Uh, three stars of the game. Third star going to Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, Well-deserved. Number two star goes to Jamie uh, to Ben Bishop. Well-deserved as well. And number one star goes to Jamie Ben. Well-deserved. And if there was an honorable mention, you'd probably put Steven Stamkos in there because he uh, got two goals today as well. And uh, he also tied the game uh, to send it into OT to get the Bolts the point. So, uh, really good game. Um, even though, in the end, uh, they got outshot uh, by 10. Uh, still, uh, doesn't matter about how many shots you got on net it's just how many goals you get in so uh and they were just down by one they got the point uh great effort from both teams um they could have cleaned it up with the penalties in the first period but other than that uh and and it if the stars wanted to you know not go to overtime and you know whatever they needed to get into the middle of the paint uh into the middle of the zones and get more to the paint um but other than that, it was a really good game, and uh, hopefully we uh, see the uh, intensity grow as uh, we start our march, our final march to the playoffs uh, since we're done with the All-Star break. So, uh, yeah. All right, everybody. So, um, right as I'm... Uh, doing notes for Blues and Canucks. Uh, I did get a little bit of extra news. Uh, first off, congratulations to Rasmus Sandin uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs as uh, he netted his first NHL goal tonight, uh, as well as picked up an assist as well in this game um, as the Maple Leafs went on to beat the uh, Nashville Predators in Nashville 5-2. to um, And to uh, continue off of the uh, Stars and Lightning game, uh, as I mentioned in that, uh, Rupe Hintz left after just playing 20 seconds into the game. Uh, it, came, it has came out that uh, he did sustain an upper body injury during that first shift. Uh, and um, I'd imagine that he'll be uh, evaluated further to see how many, uh, how serious it is and how many games he might miss because of that. And speaking of injuries, uh, it looks like Vladimir Tarasenko may be out uh, longer uh, potentially longer than expected, maybe a little bit longer than expected. Uh, it was expected that he was going to be out um, 
around the five month uh, timetable, which would put him around, uh, put him returning about um, late March, early April. So basically, like the very tail end, right? The last three or four games of the season, um, according to Dog Armstrong, um, he might be pushing that six month mark. So that would put him in roughly the tail end of the second round first like first or second round uh or well, tail end of the first for uh for front half of the second uh round at that point cuz uh the playoffs start on the wherever that article was the playoffs start April 8th so yeah, I I'd, I'd probably uh say that's probably right when the f- second round starts. So presuming that the Blues make it to that point, uh we have we'd have an extra weapon there. But comma uh he also ba- it's basically being mentioned that Tarasenko's status will determine if the Blues vie for rental uh at the deadline. And the deadline is on the 24th of uh, February. So, um, a lot of rentals to be uh, to be had. And a big ticket item being Chris Kreider of the New, Jersey, uh, New York Rangers. Um, which I could see uh, them going for if it gets to the point to where Tarasenko uh, is just not a viable option. Because it, it all comes down to cap space. And if Tarasenko's not in the LTIR, I honestly don't see them going for Reynolds because they don't ha- they wouldn't have that uh that cap relief. So um hopefully Tarasenko comes back and then they don't have to put the blues in that situation. But as of as of right now, I mean, even without him, I mean, they're doing pretty well. So I, I'd imagine that they, regardless, could go without going for a rental right now. They've they've got pieces uh, that can make it work. Um, not really an issue uh, that I see. But as long as they're not losing in bunches in the playoffs, at least enough in uh, enough bunches to lose the the series, it all you know, it's good. Cause you know, gotta gotta win those games. But uh, but yeah, speaking of the Blues, let's uh, dive in to the uh, Blues versus Canucks. Alrighty, so diving into Blues versus Canucks as uh, the first game back. Uh, Coming off the All-Star break for both these teams. Um, some notes here. First off, uh, Colton Perico makes his uh, return to the lineup after missing seven games with an upper body injury. And uh, Alex Steen is set to play his 744th game as a St. Louis Blue tonight, which will tie him with Brett Hall for fourth in uh, the franchise all-time games playlist. Uh, so congrats to him, as well as the fact that he's only three games away Coming to this game with uh, reaching the 1,000 game uh, milestone. So, um, quite a historic, uh, which whatever happens to the Blues this season, uh, for us this season, it will be a remarkable uh, historic year for Alex Steen. Uh, hitting some uh, good milestones to hit. So, uh, diving in the Blues and Canucks here. Uh, Blues enter this game 30-11-8. Canucks are 27-18-4, and, and the Blues are entering this game on a two-game two game losing streak right now. Uh, just jumping in. First period. Uh, seconds into the game, Ryan O'Reilly nearly scores, uh, but Demko uh, stops it with his pad, um, and play stops just 24 seconds in to honor uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, and then uh, Zach Sanford. Pops one in to uh, Potts one in to give the Blues the lead at 3:06 with David Perron getting lone assist. 
Uh, and then uh, the Vancouver Canucks pull a Blues and uh, take a uh, bench minor for too many men at 824, uh, served by Quinn Hughes. The Blues were getting uh, pretty good ozone pressure early. And um, even though shots in the first period uh, were 10 apiece, and um, the other two periods, the Blues were out absolutely out shooting the uh, Canucks. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, shots 10-10 uh, for the first period. And also a note, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really watched any Canucks broadcast, at least, you know, for the longest time. But how long, if you're a Canucks fan and um, want to let me know somehow, uh, how long have the Canucks had their little drumline people in the in the crowd along with that little crank siren thing that Vegas has? I don't know. Did you guys have it before Vegas did or did you guys get it after Vegas? I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to call like unknowingly call out the Canucks for quote-unquote copying Vegas because who knows, maybe Vegas copied them. I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump into conclusions, um, but uh, I find that I just found that kind of interesting. Which, you know, with this game, even though it mainly just result for me, uh, spoiler, that's probably um, something that would kind of lighten my mood. They kind of figure those kind of things out, even though it's kind of arbitrary, but still. Second period, uh, JT Miller ties up the game at 216 with Chris uh, Chris Tanev and uh, Jake Bertanen getting the assist. And then uh, David Braun hooks uh, Jay Beagle at 627. And then uh, JT Miller, not on that power play, uh, nets his second of the game at 1112 with Jake Bertanen and Eli Elias Pettersson. Get any assists to make it 2-1 Nucks. Blues are needing to tighten up defense uh, fully, but also the Blues were needing to... I, I just said this shit in the freaking Lightning and Stars game. I've said it in every single goddamn Blues game this season, as well as the Vegas games, every single game that I have covered this year. And probably till the end of fucking time, I'm going to keep saying, get to the goddamn fucking paint. It's frustrating. It's frustrating that they'll... I mean, I understand, you know, you want to try to take away the eyes, but God, like... And it seems like they always match up with these damn goalies that, from afar, they see shit and they stop it. With or without, like, is this their positioning? Like, you got to get to the fucking paint. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Just get to the damn paint. And even though the Blues are turning up the heat on shots, it doesn't matter, all right? Because the only shots that matter are the shots that go in. It doesn't matter if you shoot one. It doesn't matter if you shoot a hundred. It's the ones that go in, and if you have more that go in than your opponent. That's all that matters, And I know I've said as long as the Blues make the playoffs and if they, you know, if they, you know, lose in bunches and win in bunches, it's fine with me. I know what I've said. I know what I've been on record saying. But it doesn't excuse the fact that I hate, along with every other fan of any team, hate watching their team lose. Especially when they score first. It's one thing if they didn't score first and then they somehow got the lead and then they lost. That's fine. I mean, it's still not fine, but it's a lot more easier to swallow than scoring first and having all those shots on net only to lose. And then 2017 uh, through 2019 me would... Definitely love to be like, oh, yeah, Jake Allen's fault. No, it's not Jake Allen's fault. It's not Jake Allen's fault at all. He did well in this game, which we'll get into when we get into the third period, but also to round out the second period. Uh, 
Louis Erickson hooks uh, Alex Dina 18 23 to send the Blues on the power play, but they don't score on it anyway. Shots 16 8 in favor of the Blues in that second period. Third period, Jake Allen starting off that period with some spectacular saves. And 2017 through 2019, me would definitely like slap me silly for saying the wor- those words that just came out of my mouth because after the cup win. And, yeah, especially after the cup win, but also, yeah, mainly just after the cup win for, for, for uh, yeah, mainly, um, especially the se- yeah, just the season in general. Uh, Jake Allen's been absolutely insane. Now, yeah, will he have a Jake Allen moment here and there? Yeah. But overall, he's done absolutely well. Absolutely well for himself. And it's mainly because he has competition in net, and his and he's just fitting his role well. And you know, as long as he continues to do that, he'll he'll uh, he'll be fine. Now, will he uh, see next season start next season as a blue? I don't know. We'll see how this uh, rest of the season plays out, but. You know, there's a lot of hockey to be played, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, Colton Pareko trips uh, Jake Vertanen at 355. Uh, the Blues and he stayed composed. They stayed pretty composed for the most part until maybe uh, toward the end of this game um, where the penalties just start getting out of hand and shit. Uh, and Jake Allen was keeping the Blues in the game. He tried his best in this game. Um... And I don't have his name. Sutter, 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 Sutter. Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter tripped uh, Jaden Schwartz at 6.46. And the Blues are getting good shots on that power play, but Thatcher Demko was playing out of his mind. And not even really completely. I mean, I'm I'm not taking the credit away from the Vancouver Canucks as a whole. But I tell you what, if Thatcher Demko didn't play as well as he did today, I wouldn't be here bitching about how the Blues were losing in this game. Because Thatcher Demko, just after that goal versus Sanford, who apparently actually went to Boston College with, apparently, uh, they pointed that out. Um, after that goal, he just locked that shit down, locked it down and freaking threw away the key. He did not let nothing go through no matter what. And, uh, and the blues could not, and the blues couldn't buy a goal through, uh, Demko and, uh, at 1609, uh, the referees, uh, Decided to uh, just t- pluck their eyeballs out of their head and just chuck him onto the ice because they uh, clearly got the p- wrong. Is it's one thing if you make like they sort of made the right call, but also they didn't make the right call because they called Braden Shen uh, for high sticking uh, Elias Pettersson at sixteen oh nine. However, replay will show you that if anyone was to go in the box for quote-unquote high sticking it would be Jaden Schwartz now with that said Schwartz didn't really get his face it was in the vicinity yes but he didn't knock his head and in fact he actually cocked his head back which would then have warranted an embellishment call but they didn't do that. What they did was not only call something that wasn't technically... I mean, yeah, it was a stick high, yeah. But did he actually commit what high sticking would be? No, he didn't. And they didn't get the right guy. So what the hell? And then the Blues do what they definitely should not be doing... Now, I understand they want to, you know, try to get an extra attacker and all that, and they pull Allen with a little bit, little bit less than a minute to go, and then they also take a timeout. 
But this entire season, they have not, for the most part, taken advantage of having the extra attacker. They always give up at least one empty netter. And with that, with them having the extra attacker, Perron nearly gets the game, uh, the game tying goal, but he snaps his stick, and then it goes a little bit wide. Um, and then sure enough, as uh Vancouver, you know, rounds that puck up, uh, Bo Horvat next nets the fucking empty netter in 1959 with Louis Erickson and Kristen Tanev getting the assist. Uh, shots 12-7 in favor of the Blues. Total shots, 37-25 in favor of the Blues. Blues and Canucks both went 0-3 on the power play, 3-3 three three in the PK. Uh, your final score of the of the game, 3-1 Nucks. Uh, your three stars of the game, Alex Petrangelo, third star, second star, JT Miller, and first star, uh, Thatcher Demko. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm, I'm just mad that They didn't win, yes, but, you know, certain calls shouldn't have been made. Granted, but still, that's no excuse for, you know, putting up 37 shots on net and only getting one goal out of it. There were ways that they could have gotten Thatcher Demko to bite. Which, that's all the more, you know, praise to go toward Thatcher Demko. Because he played absolutely insane. And if Markstrom, you know, is playing like that. Because I haven't been really following the Canucks too much this season. um, They'll definitely be in the, the playoffs this year, that's for sure. And uh, And who knows how deep they'll go. But if uh, you have Thatcher Demko playing like that, and if uh, Markstrom's playing anywhere near that, yeah, you, yeah, you, you've got a good chance of at least making the second round. This is the matter of who you're versing in that, um, in the uh, off in the uh, postseason. But uh, but yeah, we're uh, still a couple m- months away from that, so we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, yeah, and that uh, wraps up the uh, this portion. Alrighty, so um, now we're getting to a little bit more of a um, a quote unquote uh, state of the channel and state of the podcast here. Um, so first off. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, first off, we'll uh, talk about the podcast here uh, with us being 15 uh, episodes in, um, starting to get the groove, uh, to say the least. I'm still trying to figure out logistics about potentially having um, Nolan, uh, who's been on previous episodes. Of the pod um, becoming potentially uh, the co-host of the uh, the podcast uh, in some capacity. I don't know if it's going to be uh, the kind of format that we were doing where we're kind of like we have a topic and then we're uh, giving each other's thoughts on it. Um, or at the very least where we kind of do it in this format where I'm you know, doing my thing, and then if he wants to have his, like, segment on, like, the Sharks or something like that, uh, that could be a viable option as well, um, potentially, but we'll, uh, have to look into that, um, as well as when I come home, I don't know if there's anyone that I find back home that it, that likes hockey enough to want to potentially be on the podcast as a, uh, either a reoccurring guest and not necessarily a uh, co-host either. Uh, I'm more than happy to have more than just one co-host. 
Now, I don't know if I'd want to go spitting chicklets level and have, like, uh, me plus three other dudes, but, uh, or females, if, uh, there's anyone that, that's female and wants to be on the, on the channel too. I ain't gonna sh shy you away, uh, as long as you, uh, as long as you love the game and then you, uh, you have your team that you like to follow and want to talk about them on here, you know, that's fine. Um, I ain't gonna shy no one away. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting the logistics done with that um but i'm probably i probably want to have that uh figured out before at the very least before the playoffs i mean that's still a ways away but same time i mean there's a lot of things to f still figure out so uh nothing set in stone so as right now i'm still gonna be the only i'm still the only permanent uh host but it's also because i created the damn thing so um, so yeah, not to be, uh, um, pretentious in any way, but you know, yeah, I, I, it's, it's my brand. So, uh, but yeah, but switching gears to the pot, uh, the YouTube, um, side of things, um, videos will be coming back in some capacity starting next month. Um, I'm aiming, it, it all depends on when it, when I get my place and all that, um, can highly contingent on that. Um, but with that said, uh, I will at the very least give a 95% guarantee that it will be the second half of February when the YouTube channel returns to making videos. Um, and for those that um, have watched the channel uh, or at the very least have been on Facebook and watched like the videos I've posted on there, I'm going to try to bring back dual posting. So then I'll be posting the any video that I post on the, U on the YouTube side, I'll put on the Facebook side. Uh, but at the same time, it'll, I guess it'll be kind of contingent on what kind of uh, videos they are. Um, if it's a little bit more of a longer form, then I'll put, keep it on YouTube. If it's a little bit shorter, then I'll put it on Facebook. Um, as well as potentially, uh, especially when the post, uh, the off season goes, uh, in that downtime, I'd like to try to start doing some vlogs, um, going around the city and doing stuff like that. Uh, like going to like the Cardinals games or, uh, just checking out spots around town. Um, and also work on uh, getting the uh, the quality to be uh, sustainable and uh, consistent across um, everything, as well as uh, keeping and maintaining uh, a certain upload schedule and not just fluctuating to where like I have like twenty videos one week and then only have one video the next and then the next video uh, week not even doing anything. I want to be con I want to have some sort of consistency. Uh, throughout the podcast, throughout the YouTube channel, um, and maybe and maybe having extra people um, that just genuinely just likes talking about hockey in some capacity uh, wants an outlet. Uh, they don't necessarily want to um, make their channel uh, their own channel. At the very least, they don't want to you know just they want to kind of like. Uh, feel how it you know get how it feels to make a uh, make videos before they want to dip into that or whatever um, I'm open to a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, for the future of both the podcast and the channel so um, I'm keeping my I'll keep my ears open so if anyone has any kind of uh, constructive criticisms or if they have any kind of you know uh, ideas, you know, they want to throw my way, you know, b by all means, um, let me hear it, um, but other than that, that's pretty much the, uh, the state of the, uh, the, the, I guess the brand as a whole, um, and as of this recording, I've got about, about a week left until the, the move begins, um, so I was going to do 
a uh, podcast tomorrow for the Blues versus the Flames game. I am not going to do that. Um, So this will be the last podcast I do before uh, the February 1st monthly division reviews where we uh, break down um, where I had teams going before the season started to uh, what they were February 1st as well as what they were compared to January 1st and just trying to look at some trends. Um, And that's where I'll also kind of dive in and be like, all right, so this is where I put them in the beginning of the the year and this is where they are now and uh as to and kind of like ask as to why I kind of ask myself as to why they are where they are uh as well as covering the blues and jets game that day um super bowl sunday on the second um i'm gonna try to bright and early cover penguins and capitals as well as do a uh, who se- uh, who should sell and who should buy and who shouldn't do anything um, throughout the league. Uh, so we'll have two uh, decently uh, decently long episodes, at least an hour each, um, on the first on the first weekend of February there, and those uh, two will be the final episodes, uh, at least. Um, for a very long time. I mean, I can't predict the future, um, but for as long as I can foresee, uh, those two uh, podcasts will be the final episodes that I will make and uh, upload um, from New Mexico before the move. And I would foresee that the first uh, episodes of the Missouri editions of the uh, Bleed Hockey Podcast will be coming at, um, not not this coming weekend, but the following weekend after that. Kind of going over, um, you know, background, uh, like how was the the move and stuff like that, Uh, along with um, continuously filming my uh, little behind-the-scenes video I've been trying to comprise together. Um, for the channel, but anyway, um, rate and subscribe and on your uh, favorite services, uh, as we've, uh, I put on the, uh, the Facebook page as well as t- said many times, I'll say it again. Uh, we're available on, uh, anchor our, uh, our podcast sponsor, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcast, Pandora, Stitcher, as well as Spotify, uh, share it with any of your friends that uh that like uh hockey and they want to get into uh the podcast or at the very least if they wanna if you think that they uh should be a uh, a co-host on here and make it better because I know <laughs> we can do better. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, send them my way and then we'll see what we can do about it. But anyway, uh, rate and subscribe and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much.